Get ready to hear something good about cannabis. Nurse Heather brings her eternal optimism and professional expertise to the stories of the day, discussing current topics and events, making life's lemons into sweet lemonade, and sharing a tall glass with guests, friends, and her listeners. CannabisRadio.com is happy to present Good News with Nurse Heather, the show infused with compassion and love. From high atop Mount Soledad in beautiful San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level, welcome beautiful listeners to Good News with Cannabis Nurse Heather. Our hostess with the mostest, of course, is Nurse Heather. She's the first certified cannabis nurse in the United States. She's the medical director for the Santa Fe Medical Cannabis Dispensary. And she's also a board member for the American Cannabis Nurses Association. Aloha, Nurse Heather. Aloha and aloha, Dr. Ingle. Oh, that stole my thunder. I was just about to lead in with the aloha to our special guest, Dr. Winslow S. Engel. A medical doctor graduated from the University of Minnesota Medical School at Minneapolis in 1980. He works at the Waianae, Hawaii, and specializes in internal medicine. And Dr. Engel is focused on pain management. Aloha and mahalo. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Engel. Thank you, guys, and good morning. So nice to have you on the show with us, Dr. Engel. Welcome, welcome to our Good News show. Thank you for taking time away from your practice to share your inspired insight with us. Thank you, Heather. I'm, I'm actually thrilled to be here and appreciate all of the work that you're doing to create a forum and a place for these changes and ideas to be expressed and, and broadcast. We sure appreciate you. Doctor, our listeners are meeting you for the first time and want to know how and why you chose to become a doctor. Mostly just stumbling, I would say. I didn't have a clear plan when I was going through school until well into my college years. And it was really just circumstances and the, the friends that I made and, and finding myself in a position of taking a lot of uh, pre-med undergraduate classes and not really being sure what I was going to ultimately do with them. And then one day just saying, well, you know, I might as well be a doctor. That's what my friends are, are striving for. And, you know, I do have the pre-med requirements mostly out of the way. So there wasn't any great vision. It was just kind of a logical conclusion. Wow. So you you got that far. You decided just to take it all the way. We met during a medical cannabis conference in Honolulu, where you and Kanakini and I were educating the community regarding various aspects related to safe access to medical cannabis. This is where I learned that you're doing something that many doctors don't or won't do. You're actually treating the whole person, mind, body, and spirit real medicine and true treatment. Doctor, you're an expert in the area of internal medicine, and you're currently treating a lot of chronic pain patients. What are the things that you assess when working with chronic pain? That's a question that I could speak on for a long, long time. From a medical standpoint, obviously, you look at the causes of pain, the type of pain. Pain is often divided into so-called nociceptive pain, which is what we think of with typical back or joint pains, and neuropathic pain, which is processes that affect 
the nerves directly and cause incorrect messages of something being wrong to be transmitted to the brain. But really, you know, that's kind of a medical or more technical way of looking at pain. What I really try to do is assess how pain is impacting the life of the, the person in front of me to try to contextualize the pain as a first step towards guiding people towards changes that would ultimately help them to restore the life that's been fragmented or damaged. Yeah, you know, Kenny has been doing some research on neuropathy. We just recently submitted a petition to have neuropathy added to the program in Arizona. And and Ken, I know you found some interesting things. Yeah, and thank you, Nurse Heather. And, and Doctor, so what I did is I had to read about 2,000 pages of medical literature. We drafted eight new petitions to add debilitating conditions. And we decided to also add neuropathic pain as well. But in doing that research and going over some of the studies that have been done, it occurred to me that the, the results are so high, the success rate is so high, even from just interviewing patients who we know suffer from a neuropathic pain or other conditions, that they have such a high response when it comes to cannabis. So for example, in a Canadian study that I read, it showed that these patients, when surveyed, showed improved appetite in 97%, muscle pain improvement, 94%, nausea, 93%, nerve pain, 90%, paresthesia, 85%, and also high 90s in anxiety and depression. And it just occurs to me that, you know, if you're seeing in that in your clinical observations, that cannabis is truly something unique when you compare it to other synthetic pharmaceutical concoctions, don't you think? Oh, my God, yes. Uh, and not just on the, the effectiveness side, but also even more strikingly on the so-called side effect uh, aspect. The side effects of conventional prescription treatments for pain, whether we're talking about opiates, muscle relaxants, antidepressants, nerve-stabilizing drugs like gabapentin, it's a long list, and they're serious and have uh, major, major harmful effects on, on the quality of life. It's very hard to make any kind of a case similar to that for cannabis. The side effects tend to be things that we would actually view as positive changes. As you said, improved sleep, improved uh, appetite, improved sense of well-being. So uh, I'm not sure side effect is even the correct term for it. They're just other effects. And it also seems like you start out with a Hippocratic Oath to do no harm. And so it would seem like the first measurement that you make is, as you said, the side effects are so benign. And there's been no reported case of an overdose death in the 5,000-year history of the medication of the of cannabis. And so, you know, based on that, how do you employ and use cannabis, you know, in your practice in terms of forms of chronic pain or neuropathic pain, et cetera? Well, I mentioned this at the expo, and it's worth repeating. My focus at this point and the role that medical cannabis plays in what I do is evolving. And I'm also trying to be cautious and careful about staying within the constraints that are placed on me legally and by the organization that I work for. Up to this point, the primary thing that I've been able to do is simply to enable a lot of my patients, and I mean hundreds of my patients, to qualify for a card under Hawaii statutes. 
my own interest is going to bring me into hopefully new areas of knowledge and hopefully the constraints on me will evolve to where actually being able to prescribe a specific strain or routes of administration, et cetera, will become the focus. But at this point, it's, it's simply one of enabling this to occur, not directing the process, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And when we come back from our break, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about one thing we see a lot of are pain clinics that do drug testing to test for illicit drugs. And I want to talk to you about that a little bit whenever we come back from our break. Give a little love to our sponsors. That seems like a little nudge that we should resume our conversation with the distinguished Dr. Winslow S. Engel, who's online with us from his beautiful home in Oahu in the state of Hawaii. And after the break, we'll get back to some more questions from Cannabis Nurse Heather. This is Good News with Cannabis Nurse Heather. We'll see you around the break. Good News with Nurse Heather will return. But first, let's show some love to our sponsors. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. MJWellness.com, the largest medical marijuana community in the world. Connect with thousands of patients, doctors, industry leaders, and businesses through shared personal experiences along our worldwide network. Discover new therapies and benefits with content tailored to you. Come grow your network on mjwellness.com. You're not alone. Your wellness matters. Learn, live, and thrive. Check out mjwellness.com today. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. (laughs) Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the the, the king, right? You just have, you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. (laughs) The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back from our break with good news with Cannabis Nurse Heather and our very special guest, uh, Dr. Engel, from the beautiful state of Hawaii. In the state of Hawaii, and I'll throw it back to Nurse Heather. Hi, Dr. Engel. You know, we were, before the break, we were talking about 
you working with pain patients, and and I know that a lot of pain clinics do drug testing to screen for illicit drugs and illicit drug use as part of the process for patients receiving long-term opiate treatment. Many patients or caregivers have called me and have voiced the concern that they have been, quote, cut off from their opiates because of their medical cannabis use or because they're medical cannabis patients and had tested positive for THC. Do you follow this practice of urine testing your patients? Well, let me tell you a little bit about the environment in which I work. Um, I work on the west side of Oahu. This is a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful area, but it's also an area that is experiencing a scourge of methamphetamine abuse right now. Methamphetamine is one of the great destroyers of human souls and hearts and relationships. So I aggressively check uh, urine tests and do drug tests in my patients with chronic pain. However, when I set up the testing program about three years ago, I was thinking about the purposes and what defines in my mind an illicit and harmful drug. And clearly, cannabis was not part of that. And I had a steady stream of patients and cannabis or or in local parlance, pakalolo is deeply embedded in the culture of Hawaii. It's been uh, a feature of life here for generations. And my patients were coming almost always with the same kind of story. If they had chronic pain, smoking pakalolo was one of the most helpful things that they were able to do. Uh, And again, it had the, quote, side effects of improving other aspects of their lives. So knowing that, and knowing that I had a choice about what strips or what reagents to use in the immunoassays that we were doing in testing at the office, I just said, it's ridiculous to be testing for marijuana. If somebody tests positive, then, you know, I have every reason to be accepting and supportive of that. You know, if they test negative, what am I supposed to do? Perhaps that would be an opening to a conversation about something else that they might be doing. So clearly from the standpoint of diagnosing a, quote, problem and taking steps to resolve it, including firing patients or withholding needed opioid treatments, testing for cannabis made no sense. And I stopped doing it at that point. That's wonderful. You know, patients deserve the best treatment available. And it sounds like your patients are blessed to have you assisting them with their health care. Health care spelled with a capital THC, I may add. So, doctor, why do you think that more physicians are not taking this holistic and complementary approach to practicing medicine? What do you think can be done to change that norm? That's a a very tricky question. And honestly, you know, maybe we should be asking the ones who, who don't do it, because to me, it's such an obvious service and it falls right in line with the kind of principles of good care, as Ken said, you know, not only the first do no harm, but you have to think about cannabis not as simply a choice for or against, but what's the alternative? You know, what's going to happen if medical cannabis is denied uh, to patients with chronic pain? It's interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine, a local guy last night, and he really lays the blame 
for the epidemic of methamphetamine abuse on the West Side to aggressive measures to eradicate marijuana 20 years or so ago. And again, you know, if people don't have access to marijuana, it's not that they're not going to use anything, but they're going to use something else. And it might be alcohol, it might be methamphetamine. And if they're chronic pain sufferers, it definitely will be opioids. And the issue with opioids is not that they're inherently bad, but when more and more of the response to the suffering of, of a patient is increase the dose, increase the dose, you know, there's one treatment here and it's drugs and the sky's the limit. And we could go back in time and identify how that mind change came about in the 1990s. But nevertheless, you know, that's kind of where things are right now. Chronic pain equals opioids. More pain equals higher doses. When you get into higher doses, the risks escalate exponentially. And, you know, the ultimate risk or the ultimate price is death by overdose, which is an everyday occurrence. Estimates are from the CDC that about 44 people die in the United States every day from overdose of prescription painkillers. That's so, every day. Every, every day. day. That comes out to well, about Well, the good 14. news is cannabis doesn't do that. Cannabis does not do that. And that, that really is the good news here because I, we don't I, I understand. see deaths from overdose. Yeah. I understand, Heather, and I'm sorry for, for going to the dark side there for a minute, but it's only... It's only <laughs> we'll keep you on the light that. side. Yeah, we can keep it on the light side. So, so I'm not sure... I'm not sure why not. I mean, physicians are often slow to change, slow to adapt, but this, this one really is a no-brainer, and I, and I hope to see many of my colleagues uh, coming around in the near future. You're definitely well, a great seems, example. And it seems like, you know, if you take 5,000 years of recorded use of cannabis all across the world, and separate that out from the 70 years of prohibition, where you still made strides in research. But despite that, we've now arrived at a place, at least from the research that I've been reading lately, that there's this amazing documentation of the biological pathways. There's amazing evidence that come straight from the patient's mouth, uh, what they refer to sometimes as anecdotal evidence, and this incredible synchronicity that we've reached, I think, at this point. But, Doc, I wanted to get back briefly because I remember just before the break talking about neuropathy that you wanted to share with us. I think it was regarding neuropathic pain. Do you recall that? I certainly do. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, this actually came up at a small group meeting the day after the panel discussion that we had in Honolulu a few weeks back. There was a delightful couple from Nanakuli, which is just down the road from here, Hawaiian couple, and they both suffered from pain of different sorts. He had chronic back pain and it had on-the-job injuries in his work in construction. And she was diabetic, and as many of you know, Diabetics often suffer from diabetic neuropathy, which can be really a painful form of torture. And he had gotten his medical card, cannabis card for the state of Hawaii. She did not. And she was suffering from this pain really in the extreme, miserable and unable to sleep at night in particular, and also not eating well. And he kept, they were a very, very sweet, very close couple. And he kept imploring her to join him and share in a little bit of weed in the evening. 
And she was being a good girl. She wasn't going to do that. It wasn't part of her heritage. She had grown up with a lot of, you know, kind of negative talk about marijuana. But one night she was just being tormented by the pain. And he finally persuaded her to take one hit. And within minutes, all of her pain was gone. And then she got hungry and asked him to go to the kitchen and fix her something, which he did and came back and he found her sound asleep. Uh, wow. Good story. Uh, Mahalo. We're at a yeah, break. You were, you were talking about we're anecdotal evidence. And, you know, mostly that's the kind of evidence that I encounter. It can be very impressive and very persuasive. Absolutely. Wow. That's an amazing story, doctor. And we are at, up against a break, so we'll be returning with Good News with Cannabis nurse Heather and our beautiful guest, Dr. Engel from Hawaii, right after the break. Good News with Nurse Heather will return, but first, let's show some love to our sponsors. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back, beautiful listeners, with good news with Cannabis Nurse Heather and our very special guest, Dr. Engel who is a physician in internal medicine in Oahu, Hawaii. Take it away, Nurse Heather. Hi, doctor. We've, we've been talking a lot about chronic pain and your, your holistic approach with your patients. It is so wonderful. It's such great news. It's even better than good news. It's great news. When did you first learn about the endocannabinoid system and the fact that we have one and that it's part of the pain recognition process? Oh, gosh. I mean... Only, only very, very recently, 
and not in a comprehensive, you know, or particularly instructive way. So as you know, this whole area research and understanding has not been a part of kind of the core medical education process either during or after medical school. So probably another reason that physicians are, are reluctant to get involved is that it's a big unknown area to our detriment. Yeah, you know, right now there's a big movement going on. It's called the Thunderclap Campaign, and that's going on right now to push the education and the knowledge forward in medical schools. But I would also add that nursing schools need to be included in having this endocannabinoid system and cannabinoid therapeutics curriculum in the schools. But it's really interesting because the push is there. People are saying, hey, I'm not learning about it, but yet I come out and now I'm working with patients who are legal patients under a Department of Health program working with this. And so I think it's really important to note that even without that information regarding the endocannabinoid system and that full functioning system that you are still able to work with your patients with this gentle plant medicine and still see results. I think that's good news, but how long do you think it will be before we really start seeing this education as part of the medical education coming out of medical schools? Yeah, I, I mean, that that's a beautiful question. This is, uh, not to pun, but this is sort of a grassroots change, you know, Medical education sometimes exists in a bit of an ivory tower, but graduates of medical school go out into the real world. A very common experience getting out of medical school and starting practice or getting out of residency and starting practice is to say, nothing in my training prepared me for this. This is a whole new world. It's true, for example, about chronic pain, that there's very little education in chronic pain. There's relatively little education in kind of the psychology of doctor-patient relationships, but cannabis is another example of this. And what has to happen is for physicians in practice to take it one step farther and say, not only was I not prepared, but I need to bring that back to my school. I need to bring that back to my teachers and say, please, you know, for the next generation, the next group of graduates, Let's make sure that they have knowledge, experience, confidence, and a sense of being able to take on things that are really, really critical and every day in their practice. And medical cannabis would be on the very short list of things that are not represented in medical school curricula in the way that they should be and in the way that they come up in the real world. And doctor, I think, you know, you're the perfect person. I think you're the chosen one to make sure that happens in Hawaii. As we've seen these programs develop over time, cannabis nurse Heather and I have noticed that that educational component has always been somewhat absent. And I know the Department of Health will try to do their best job in implementing House Bill 321. But there's a big space there for you to interface with that Department of Health and to bring to their attention the kind of opportunities there are to educate I think you'd be the perfect person, don't you, cannabis nurse Heather? I do. And and Dr. Engel, if you need any help, I can help educate you on the endocannabinoid system as well. <laughs> I've, I've had I, lots I, of training. <laughs> I need the I need the primer. I sure do. Yeah. Can we make sure we do it at your house though? Because I think that's <laughs> the setting in which it should happen. Yeah, well, the doctor has this beautiful house that's located on, is it the 
East End or West End? West End of Oahu. Yeah. West side of Oahu. And it's just extraordinary because Oahu has, I don't know, close to a million people living on it and not a very big island. But you sit in my backyard and you'd think that there was nobody here. And so when we arrive next time, we're looking forward to some sliced pineapple and a lay greeting. You got it. Dr. Engel, I adore you. And this has been a very enlightening conversation. Thank you very much for being on the show and sharing your wise perspective and loving heart with us and all of our listeners. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Heather. Aloha. And the words of the Islanders, mahalo. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Good News with Cannabis Nurse Heather. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, you can follow the show on Facebook and Google+. On behalf of Cannabis Nurse Heather, this is Canna Kenny thanking our guest once again, Dr. Engel, for joining us from Hawaii. And we'll see you all on our next show. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.